0: Greetings and welcome to the OK Jazz Podcast, episode number 143, Sunday, May 22nd, 2022. My name is James Saint Catchpole, Mr. OK Jazz, coming to you as always from the rough, gritty, and now sort of springtime and sort of rainy season streets of North Yokohama City, right here in the Tokyo metropolitan area of eastern Japan, the world's largest megacity. I'm a freelance music writer and broadcaster, and this podcast is pretty much whatever's been on my playlists recently. No borders or genres, just a whole lot of good tunes. Minisama, OK Jazz e yokoso. Dai kai me no ebisu ga Tokyo Jazz Site to Tokyo Radio no James Catbull, Mr. OK Jazz de gozaimasu. Well, we're starting off with the real stuff today. I would guess a very high majority of OK Jazz listeners know exactly who that was. But I do know that we've got a lot of new fans as well recently tuning in. So if that's your first time hearing the boogeyman John Lee Hooker, I can only imagine how thrilling it is. The song was, of course, Boom Boom. It's crazy, but you know, I was updating my OK Jazz playlist database the other night. It's where I track everything that I've introduced on the program over the last seven years. And incredibly, I've never actually played that one. Well, John Lee Hooker was born in 1917 in Tutwiler, Mississippi. He relocated to Detroit, Michigan after World War II, He didn't settle in Chicago like so many other soon-to-be-very-famous bluesmen, and I think that's something that Parsley explains why he fits in a category all his own. Well, John Lee had a 60-year career in music. Late in life, he finally achieved major mainstream success, and he was able to pocket some real coin for the first time, well-deserved after a lifetime on the road. Well, the biography of John Lee by Charles Shaw Murray is well worth a read. You can learn so much, not just about him, but about the lives led by so many great blues heroes when they started out in the 1940s. And man, those were not easy times at all, as you can probably imagine, for a blues man traveling around the United States. Well, I know I've told this story before, but I first encountered John Lee Hooker when I was about eight or nine years old watching the movie The Blues Brothers. That's where they encounter John playing on the Maxwell Street Market, the south side of Chicago. Him wearing an incredible hat and leather jacket combination, singing, playing guitar, and just looking like the coolest cat that ever walked the earth. I fell in love with him instantly, and have loved him ever since. Well, there's a good two CD set of John Lee Hooker's most famous tunes that came out on Rhino Records in the early 2000s, and I recommend if you just want to start with his very long career recording on a lot of different labels. Get that one, pour yourself one bourbon, one scotch, and one beer, and you are set for an evening of some real blues. Well alright, so what's happening? How are we already near the end of May? Already getting a little bit of the punishing humidity that arrives in eastern Japan this time of year, usually a little bit later in June. But hopefully, at least we'll have some more live music events to go along with the hot weather. I've got a little bit of information about that later in the program, actually, some very happy news for sure. Well, I've been pretty much the same as usual. If you've been with me a while now, you know that I'm pretty predictable. Listening to a lot of music, hanging with my kids and my dog, watching the basketball playoffs, and drinking a little bit of beer in the evenings. But also, I've got some good music events going on these days, too. So a full roundup of that coming up later as well. But let's get into more tunes now. I've got the usual pack show. New things coming from Brazil, the UK, and the US. i uh, got a little bit of deep soul and funk. Um very deep cut from some unbelievable musicians in Istanbul, Turkey, just a knockout track. What can I say, no false humility here on OK Jazz, I bring you great tunes past and present from all around the world. First up, another new album that just came in about a week or so ago, and another great release from the Chicago-based international anthem label. It seems like every other episode I've got a different, superb album of theirs to introduce. Well, this time it comes from percussionist Daniel Villarillo, Born in Panama, but living in Chicago now for many years, and very active in the local scene, this is his official debut album as a leader, and it's fantastic, it's got a little bit of jazz, it's got some psychedelic sounds, um, kind of a percussion that you would expect to come from Central America, I'm not really even sure how to describe it in full, but it's very super fresh and groovy, and a good one to introduce to people who say that there's no real new music being released these days, total nonsense. The album is called Panama 77, and this is one that I really like on it called Ophelia. This is Daniel Villarreal from Panama via Chicago. Okay, Jazz, episode number 143. Ikimashou! I know a couple of okay jazz listeners out there are going to recognize that tune though of course this was a very radically different version than the original. There's a song called Sabra Cadabra done here by the piano trio called Jazz Sabbath which you can probably guess is a group playing the music of the legendary heavy metal pioneers Black Sabbath. Adam Wakeman is the keyboardist who tours with both the current rendition with both the current with both the current lineups of Black Sabbath and Ozzy Osbourne for many years now, and he put this trio together to do some jazzy interpretations of their back catalogue. Now, The homepage for Jazz Sabbath has a wonderfully hysterical fake backstory about them being a real group in 1969, recording two piano trio albums but breaking up after their founder, Milton Keynes, which is a very funny name if you're familiar with the suburbs of London, died suddenly And the music was lost and then picked up by some long-haired dudes in Birmingham who recorded a rock version album of the songs. We'll have a read of that whole fake history of the band at jazzsabbath.net. Some pretty good laughs in there. And the album itself is really good too. It actually made me go back as well and have a listen to the Sabbath Bloody Sabbath album from 1973 for the first time in probably 20 years. And it still sounds awesome. Okay, head back to South America now for what's becoming almost a weekly visit to Brazil. I wish I was going there for real, of course, but until that happens, we can musically visit Brazil. The next one comes from a musician called Bruno Moraes, his third full-length album release though this is the first music I've heard from him. Really interesting collection, and Bruno brings in a number of collaborators from the current scene in Brazil, including some familiar names here at OK Jazz, like Thiago Franca and Jucara Marçal. Well, the songs on this record are a kind of song cycle, edited and organized into movements that represent the four elements, fire, air, water, and earth. With each of the 17 songs addressing directly or indirectly, A sense of divinity, a connection with a primitive consciousness, according to the homepage. bit of heavy themes here, but I think without understanding Portuguese, it's going to go over most of our heads. I don't want to make the album sound like some ponderous prog rock album. It's really engaging. I don't know if you call this modern MPB or what, but it's worth checking out whatever genre you want to assign it to. And thanks, as always, to the great newsletter, Brazil Calling, for hipping me to this album. So here's Para Aguem no Deserto by Bruno Moraes from Brazil. (laughs)
1: The <laughs>
2: See
0: I don't think I need to introduce, come on now, that's the genius at a very young age, recorded in 1968 when he was 17 years old, talking about, of course, Stevie Wonder, who had a birthday recently, turning 72 years old, my hero forever. Well, a few weeks ago, I finally got to see the documentary Summer of Soul in the movie theater. And uh, if you haven't caught it yet, you must as soon as possible. The documentary directed by Questlove from the group The Roots, it's all about the Harlem Cultural Festival in the summer of 1969, held over several weekends at a park in Harlem. And I mean, what an incredible series of performers took part. B.B. King, Sly and the Family Stone, Max Roach and Abby Lincoln, Ray Barretto, Gladys Knight, Nina Simone, and of course, some phenomenal young Stevie Wonder. But in addition to the music, the documentary also covers the social climate at the time in New York City and the civil rights battles going on, alongside the cultural explosion of that period for black Americans. It's a really wonderful film, it's educational, it's fascinating, and the music is just perfect. So if you do like OK Jazz, I know you're gonna love this film. Guaranteed. Well, not part of the Harlem Cultural Festival and from a very different part of the country, down in New Orleans, Louisiana. and I got no real reason to play this next track. I just wanted to keep things going groovy for a little bit more. This is Eddie Bo doing The Thang. That's T-H-A-N-G. Part 2. Wow, very different direction there from New Orleans to the deeply creative and quirky mind of Sakamoto Ruichi. that comes from his 1985 album Esperanto, a tune called Adelic Penguins. Well, this album Esperanto has been reissued now by the We Want Sounds label. They're really putting out a lot of great reissues these days. Very familiar name as well here recently on OK Jazz. And as the press release says, Call it ambient, synth music, proto-IDM, or whatever you like. It's just proper dream music for dreamers and electronic romanticists. Now readily available and resplendent in remastered form. Well, Sakamoto Ritchie, of course, very well known outside of Japan as a founding member of the Yellow Magic Orchestra and his great series of solo albums in the 1980s. So it's really good to see that this Esperanto getting a new re-release. Well, someone who I would imagine is a big Sakamoto Ritchie fan, sharing his sense of sort of wide musical vocabulary, is Nitin Born in the UK to parents from India, uh, Nitin Sawney has now over a 30-plus year career released a whole series of albums that truly cross every genre border you can think of, but never in a way that comes off of sounding forced. You know i've mentioned so many times how bored and frustrated i get because i get a lot of promos these days and you know labels are sort of uh, trying to promote these very forced sounding collaborations i mean just because a balkan gypsy band and some reggae musicians hung out at a festival one night and talked about jamming doesn't automatically mean that they're going to make magic together in the studio but i think a musician like Ninton Sony knows exactly the sound that he's going for so when he brings in guests from so many different countries, everything comes off sounding very natural. Well, his 1999 album Beyond Skin is often said to be one of his best. It combines Indian, electronic, and other sounds into a really profound listening experience. Well, this next track called Nadia is a really good example, featuring vocals by Swati Natekar. This is the great Nitin Soni.
3: african deal with religion in the most unique way black comes first styles and techniques follow this particular unique accounts for various expressions either profoundly spiritual or ritualistically mystical condom Makumba, ninigo and voodoo are merely a few various african rituals christian references so Pade pade which means all praise be to God becomes kula mta te modimo re ahogoga.
0: Deep jazz cut here, this time from the Nat Adderley Sextet from an album called Cannibal Adderley Presents Soul of the Bible, featuring DJ Rick Holmes on spoken word vocals. This was a kind of a follow up to Cannibal's amazing Soul Zodiac album the year before, 1972. Look, it was the 70s. The Zodiac was a big thing back then, you know? Well, the tune we heard here was called Obia, featuring the always groovy sounds of Cannibal and Nat and great George Duke on keyboards. Many thanks to my partner at KOL Radio, DJ Otsuka, for hipping me to this one. She had this album with her on April 30th at our International Jazz Day afternoon DJ session at the gorgeous Downbeat Jazz Cafe right here in Yokohama. I was there with DJ Otsuka and my good buddy, Plainstone. We spent a solid five hours at Downbeat playing great jazz tunes, past and present. It's always such a thrill to hang with those two and hear selections from their crazy closets full of vinyl. You can see all the album cover picks on my Instagram page. Just look up at Mark Mr. OK Jazz Tokyo and scroll down a little bit and you can see everything that we played at International Jazz Day at Downbeat. Hope to do it again next year with those two. And You know, it's funny, Japan's oldest continuous jazz cafe is now Downbeat because uh, both Charmant and Shigusa, two of the classical joints here, have been closing down. Check out Tokyo Jazz Site for updates on those two fine joints. Alright, some good info now to share. My favorite weekend of the Japanese music calendar is the Sukiyaki Meets the World Festival. It's held every year at the end of August in Toyama Prefecture. With some side extra gigs in Tokyo, Nagoya, and Osaka. Well, Sukiyaki really had to scale things down the last couple of years, obviously, during the pandemic. But this August, they're going to be welcoming back four overseas acts. The lineup just came out on Friday, and it features the return, for the second time to Sukiyaki, Chloe Pelgag from Canada, and also welcoming for the first time, Babel Blues from Morocco and France, Monsieur Dumani from Cyprus, and Mariana Baraj from Argentina, as well as several groups from here in Japan, including the Jaribu Afrobeat Orchestra. Well, I saw Klo Pelgog play a couple years ago at the festival, but I'm not familiar with the other visiting acts this year, so as we get closer to August, stand by for some music from them. Cannot wait for Sukiyaki weekend again. Well, you know, I was feeling a little bit antsy the other night, as I realized it's been two and a half years since I last left Japan, which is pretty long as I'm usually able to get out at least twice a year. Obviously during the COVID pandemic that wasn't really possible, and recently, even though the borders have opened up, I haven't had the chance to go anywhere. But I was sat around the other night, I was thinking of all the places I've been very lucky to visit. And I don't know if it would be number one on the list, but it would have to near rank near the top in terms of just sheer fascination and amazement, and that's Istanbul, Turkey. Just an awesome place full of so much history, cultural mixing. Even today, the architecture, the markets, the food, and of course, the music. Now as a tourist, only there for five days, I didn't get to see everything that I wanted to, obviously. And at the time of my visit, I was not aware of our next musician. It's clarinetist Kuniet Septesi and, and his orchestra Dolapdere. Apologies to any Turkish listeners for my likely awful pronunciation. Well, Dolapdere is, uh, well, Dolap'der is a neighborhood in Istanbul, heavily populated by people of Roma descent. And sadly, like so many Roma communities in other countries, there's a lot of unemployment and economic struggle. But there's also a vibrant and thriving culture. Well, Suniet Septesi and his orchestra play music that reflects not only this community, but they include folk songs from Albania, Macedonia, all over the Balkans, and even from Spain. Well, in 2012, he put out his first album called Sifta Siftetelesi, on the LM duplication label. That's not a label I've heard of before actually getting this album but they seem to have some really nice looking releases. So let's have a listen to this amazing track called Gaida. This is really incredible stuff from the streets of one of the world's greatest cities, Istanbul. Just imagine walking into a cafe and suddenly this orchestra starts to play. Look out! Wonderful stuff there, back-to-back. First, we heard a new album from Jane Ira Bloom and Mark Helius. It's called See Our Way, and we heard the track Perfect Memory. Jane Ira Bloom on soprano saxophone and Mark Helios on bass. This is the second release by the two of them, actually, though I missed their 2020 album. Well, this one is full of entirely improvised pieces, and you know, it's funny because for me, I usually tend to not go for albums that miss the full rhythm section. You know, I love my drums. But this album is really enchanting. The two are seemingly completely in tune with each other at all times. And this one comes out on the Radio Legs Records label. It's See Our Way. You know, I was able to talk to Jane Ira Bloom a couple months ago for a project that I'm helping out on. She was really, really nice and had a lot to say about her long and fascinating career as a woman in the jazz world. And after that duo, we heard, going back to 1990, an album that I think uh, was one of the best of that whole decade and very much underappreciated. It's Don Pullen on piano, his album called Random Thoughts, a trio record with James Jenis on bass and Louis Nash on drums. And that tune we heard was called Indio Gitano*, playing in 5-4 time there, swinging and slightly Spanish sounding and just all around beautiful. That's the kind of piano trio sound that I really love. Well, this is the OK Jazz Podcast, episode number 143. It's time for me to get out of here. As you may have noticed from my voice, I'm a little bit under the weather. I could lie and say that I've got house chores and family things to do, but uh, to be honest, I think I'm just going to go curl up on the sofa with a couple of music magazines and put on some records and spend the rest of the day relaxing. Sunday is the day of rest, after all, or so I've been told. As always, you can find the playlist for today's show and every other episode of the program at tokyojazzsite.com. Episodes 60 through 143 are all available to stream there. You can download them via iTunes, and all recent episodes are also available to stream at kol-radio.com. If you're listening on iTunes, leave me a review. Always appreciate some kind words and compliments. Well, I will be back as soon as I can, probably in about two or three weeks. Until then, let's go out with one. Speaking of the piano, the keyboard wizard Keith Jarrett turned 77 this year. And very sadly, he can no longer play as he's had major health issues the last couple of years. It's a very long article in the New York Times a couple months back about him recuperating at a rehabilitation center. and You can just hear through the page how traumatizing it is for not being able to play the piano anymore. Well, let's go back to one of his from the 1970s, early 1970s, from the Expectations album on the Columbia label. This is There is a Road, God's River. キャッチューズオールスに様お聞きていただい